Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The most shocking thing happened on Monday Night Raw last night on December 11th, 2023. Seth Rollins was interesting. <laughs> I am Luca in DAD. I'm joined by the professor of the truth, your jam that champion, Dan Layton. And welcome to forever. Welcome to the Rest Up Podcast. I'm making a Seth Rollins joke. Don't get too angry at me in the live chat. Someone's already <laughs> said I've got an agenda. Oh, yeah. welcome. Yeah, a massive agenda. Is it? What's my agenda? An entertaining program. Oh, very good. Welcome to the Rust Talk Podcast. Please do press the subscribe button. This is your first time here and you haven't already. We're on our way to 85k. We'd love to get there by January so we can do a 10-hour Royal Rumble live stream. Please do press the thumbs up button. Get a comment in down below with what you thought of this show. Join the live conversation if you are watching us live and tell me how wrong you think I am. And if you are watching live and you'd like to get your thoughts read out on the air, resttalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. Daniel, yep. he has made a decision. Yep. He went to SmackDown. He went to NXT, but he arrived on Raw and CM Punk has officially decided to sign with Raw. Yeah, the the real best in the world are the uh, video editors who made that NXT promo sound coherent. Um, <laughs> they did a brilliant job with that. Uh, yeah, I think this was inevitable. This was on the cards. We all knew this was going to happen. Didn't stop it being a pretty fun moment, though, did it? No, it was very good. I mean, like, yeah. So I I, I haven't had a chance to really give my thoughts on Punk's promos mm. uh, since he came back. because Yeah, you weren't I, here I, that first I, I didn't review Raw uh, when he first came back, and obviously I wasn't on the SmackDown show. Yeah. Uh, I kind of talked a little bit about yesterday on the, the when we reviewed Deadline. Yeah. Uh, I thought the SmackDown promo was was actually very, very good. Yeah. Um, it, when it got over like a fart in a church, but it was very, very good. I mean, what was over is his name, because people do enjoy chanting. Oh, that, it's a great name. The actual content of the promo I thought got over like a fart in a church. Uh, the NXT one was a hot mess, but a wonderful hot mess. Mm. Uh, just two dudes just riffing, vibing, just just riffing and not riffing particularly well, and sort of dying in front of a crowd. But the crowd had a good time. Yeah, they did. But I really did not like his raw promo because I felt that it was disingenuous. Yeah, we diverge on this a little bit because um, I uh, I think disingenuous for me is 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 not the right word. I think I but the difference is I'm a 
rose-tinted naive optimist and you're someone with experience so like and like you know you've been around long enough to be able to see through certain things yeah i Um, i I struggle to believe cm punk calling wwe his home yeah that was the that was an interesting word and the fact that he said it about 26 times since and he's still doing it Mm. now and it actually became the the, you know the context of the promo that we had uh today again we just i'm we talked about this like although i didn't review it i had a chat with you about the promo where i was like i I really didn't like that promo i just felt it was so disingenuous it felt like just contrived Mm. and it did not feel like cm punk it felt like someone caricaturing as cm punk oh i love wwe i never Mm. said that they suck blood blood covered dicks in saudi arabia i never said that they tried to kill me i never said that they fight like it felt he spent the last 10 years not even the last 10 years spent the last two years at aew Mm. burying wwe at every opportunity he could get so it just felt so disingenuous to then come back and be like i'm sorry i'm home now but i was like I think, it's not your best impression. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the Wade Barrett one's better. But thank yeah. you. But I said to you, I was like, I think it's on purpose, though. I think it's all part of this character. He's going to be yeah. revealed as a fraud because there's no way that they can push forward with this as a character. And I think that I, I'm, I feel like I'm on a right track with with my 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 thoughts on that because mm. that's Seth's point. Like Seth's whole point is yeah. just like you're lying. You're telling a load of lies. Look at what you've done for the past ten years. You are not home. You don't belong here. And I'm going to be doing whatever I can to protect WWE from you. But I thought CM Punk was actually pretty good in like this opening promo. As far as I don't believe a word he's saying, which I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to. Mm. He apologized for walking out on the company 10 years ago. In a Vince McMahon WWE, I would almost feel like that was a mandated thing yeah. he was told to say. In a Triple H run WWE, that feels like a character choice. Yeah. To say, I'm sorry I walked out on this company 10 well, years ago. I slightly disagree with the characterization. For me, it felt like, I'm sorry I walked out on you, the fans. Because he keep The other thing I he don't said like a lot. That well, that's fine. But like, well, I, think, I think there is a difference, though, between, I'm sorry I walked out on the company and I'm sorry I walked out on the fans. It's a subtle, but I think. Uh, clear distinction because it becomes he even referenced Indy Hartwell by name as someone who backstage said I was really upset when you did that um, and 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 he said a whole bunch of times I'm I'm happy to be here with you all on this journey kind of thing um, so I think I think it was that distinction is is a fair one to make what I found really um, interesting with it is that it it seems so pointed and to your point of certain things what can I and can I not take at face value from this person at the NXT show. The one word that really has stuck out to me is like healing. Mm-hmm. He said, this whole thing is about healing. I made up with Triple H, you made up with Brett kind of thing. And I see him as someone who has been humbled by what happened in AEW. I maybe uh, I read wrestling the same way I watch a movie, the same way I watch telly. I, I read into it. I get what I take from it. Not necessarily, like, I'm not always right. I just... You know, it's it's an interpretation of of this weird blend of fiction and reality. But AEW was uh, a house that kind of was built for him. Like the idea that that like it wasn't necessarily specifically built for him. But the the first dance or the last dance, or I can't remember, was it first dance? The first dance. The first dance. That felt like a pinnacle moment. 
I would also say, to your point, um, Tony Khan has spoken very openly about this, but when he when he launched AEW, he said the top names that he wanted to sign were Cody, Jericho, Kenny, the Bucks, and Punk. Right. So in in I'm, like it's it's being too specific to say it was built for him, but it was a but house. Tony Khan wanted to sign him. exactly. It was a house built in his name, in his honor, with the hope that he would one day come into it, and he did come into it, and he huffed and he puffed and he blew that house almost to the ground, and. Now he has had to walk back into, and this is one of the things I was saying on that rule that you weren't here for, that first rule. I didn't I I I got the sense he didn't like the fact that he knew he realized that this was a kind of home for him. Mm. That he 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 realized that it was like, oh no, I actually am part of this machine kind of thing. And the machinations with Seth, which we'll get into when we talk about Seth's half of what I thought was an outstanding segment, is really interesting. But there was something in the idea that he's had to come back tail between his legs to a company that's in much better shape than it was when he cut his initial pipe bomb and had to... It's even in a much better shape than when he cut his first promo in AEW. Exactly. It 100% is. And so the idea that he's sort of had to come back and play within that kind of... They're like, we'll play with you, but it's our house and you have to obey by our rules kind of thing. You've got to, He's got to now toe the line between both being this uh, company guy team player but also the rebellious in your face spirit of punk that, that we know and want yeah it's a it's a really compelling with presence which, which is why he's you can see the sort of like skirting that he's trying to do which is again why i feel like it is purposefully disingenuous mm. in this whole thing of like because he never is referencing the things he has said about wwe other people are referencing what mm-hmm. he's done for the past 10 years but he is not doing it and i think that is a character choice mm. that he is not bringing that up because he probably still feels that way about and i'm talking about cm punk as a character like i don't know the man personally no. but I, I agree with you i do think that the AEW experience certainly humbled him and i don't think he particularly enjoyed working there particularly in the last year or so mm. and now he's gone back because he's like i'd actually quite like to go back to work for a company and, and jericho said this about wcw um, he said that going into WWE was like going from black and white into color, where you go into a company who's like, oh, this is actually, a, uh, this, the inmates are not running the asylum. This is, there is a boss mm. in charge and everyone is a team player. Here. Structure is nice. Structure, <laughs> yeah. structure is nice. And I feel like maybe there is part of that. But the fact that he does not, he never is referencing the things that he has mm. said. Um, I think is part of that sort of the disingenuous nature of of his promo. And to your point, he kind of glossed over how it went down a little bit. It wasn't, Absolutely, he, he yeah. walked out. Yeah, and almost treating it like it was a mental health break rather than a, I'm sick of this BS. I'm sick of this place, yeah. and I walked out. And like what it almost was saying was, I took my ball and I went home, mm. which is a very WWE line. Like that's the narrative that WWE mm. have played. He t- that's what they did with Sasha and Naomi. They took their balls and they went yeah. home. Steve Austin took his ball and he went home. They said the same thing about Punk, but Punk is basically just being like, I made the choice to walk out and I am sorry. Mm. And but he's never referencing like. And then so when Seth Rollins comes out and be like how dare you like mm. come out here be gone for 10 years and then just act like it's fine because it's not fine mm. it's kind of then weird that you know backstage it's only seth that sees this mm-hmm. because like kofi kingston and chad gable and drew mcintyre and well actually not not, not drew, drew but yeah. um, who else was in that segment ricochet we're all like hey it's yeah. great to see you and, and he's talking about like everyone's quite happy for me to be here with the exception of drew and seth who are like the, the one thing they're aligned on well also on smackdown LA Knight and, and Randy Orton had a weird moment with him where they kind of weren't sure how to deal with it. And there was an incroyable stare down with Kevin Owens, yeah. which for me was like the opposite of... 
I hate that this is going to sound like I'm slamming AEW or making it a tribal thing. It's just interesting to well, contrast it. I, mean, I know Triple H is over there with a big stack of cash and I really want it all. I've got taxes to pay. Um, it, they created Collision as a home for him away from everybody else. They created... Um, they, there was this whole thing of the books. Well, they don't want to work with him. They're not interested in working with him. Maybe if in six months' time he's shown himself to be different or something else, we'll consider working with him. And it lasted two weeks. Exactly. What's happened here is he's walked into the company. He's had a face-off with Cody. He's had a face-off with KO. He's had a face-off with... And in this moment, he's had a face-to-face in-ring segment with the man who went viral for flipping him off and losing his mind on, you know, the Survivor Series return, who has in the past called him a cancer, um, you know, in a very honest promo when he was signed to a different company. Sean Ross Apps on the Fightful Post show, he doesn't like him. No. he like, When he says, CM Punk, I hate you. Like, that is a real, genuine thing. Seth Rollins hates CM Punk. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that hate CM Punk but will are willing to work with CM Punk because they know it makes business sense to work with CM Punk. And I think that is the the contrast here that makes me feel like it is something that I um it's that blend of reality and fiction yeah. rather than it being like a car crash to watch. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, like yeah. I, I I said this in my edited review. Like I thought everything on about this segment was captivating. Mm. Like it wasn't just that Punk was so interesting in the way that he words his apologies and the way that he tiptoes around mm. the previous 10 years and why he went away never bringing up they fired me on my wedding day i had a massive lawsuit with mm. with chris Amand, the doctor because i told i said on a podcast they were trying to kill me and i've said very bad things about their deals with with saudi arabia they're just sort of tiptoeing around this but they've managed to blend that perfectly with seth ron's command be like look we you don't have to say explicitly we all know what you have said mm. about WWE. Because we were all listening. Because we're all, the home we've been you, building. You, we all know what you said about all of us working in this company. And you kind of said it in your edited review as well. Like, Seth was the face of the worst part of all of that. Of course he was, yeah. And he was the company guy who sucked it up and did it. And yeah. then you get the interesting reality fiction wrinkle. And I know that last time I said that we shouldn't really be looking at contracts and things like that. I don't mean necessarily that we shouldn't look at them. And in your case, it is literally your job. And you, you do, and you should. But... um. It, it is interesting that on the day that a report came out about his contract being up, here he is on television talking about how this is actually my home and I built this and you're a jolly come lately kind of thing. Yeah. We'll get into the meat of the promo, but the, the, the kind of last thing that I want to draw a line of, of the overall concept before we go in was that I said on that first week back that WWE doesn't need punk, right? And that was, I think, misunderstood or misinterpreted by some in the comments who kind of thought I meant it. Punk has no value. That's the opposite of what I was saying. It was not uh, not the opposite. It wasn't what I was saying. What I was saying was WWE are going to have a great run towards WrestleMania based on their work that they've put in over the past year. The, the number of stars they've built look at war games. They don't need Punk. They don't need Punk. Does that mean Punk is not an asset? No. Not at all. Because what the past two episodes, SmackDown and Raw, have shown is that he now has a shadow over everything. He is a presence who can be inserted in here. With one promo on SmackDown, he said, here are six pay-per-view matches that you're going to want to see. And tune into Raw, because you're going to want to watch that as well. He is an asset, one that they don't need, but one that brings an immense amount of value. I mean, you look at it from an AEW perspective. When you look at that week, uh, that all-out week that they had in 2021, by the end of All Out, you could look at AEW and be like, actually, they don't need Punk either mm-hmm. because they brought in Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and Minoru Suzuki was on the show. And you're like, man, this feels like the hottest brand. 
they didn't need punk mm. but having punk there was a huge asset to the company and you brought so much with it the same thing here like wwe don't need to have him on the books but it's better to have him on the books mm-hmm. because look at what the great stuff you get out of this but they would have been doing great without him mm-hmm. But so Punk, you know, came out as like, and he apologized. And I, one of the things I've, I'm really enjoying about the CM Punk return is just how wonderfully poetic everything seems to mm. find its way into being. It's like almost like like fate. And and, and I, I'm not someone who particularly believes in, in that sort of concepts and stuff. But this was the building he walked out on. The building they were in was the same building he walked out on WWE. It's not like they booked it because he was coming back no in the same way that survivor series chicago. was in chicago and they didn't book it because they were getting cm punk it was booked when he was they, still signed to a different were, company exactly it's just it happenstance it happened here and it's happenstance that we're now in cleveland and it's happenstance that his first match in wwe is going to be 10 years since he last had a match in wwe in the royal rumble do you think that's the first time he's going to wrestle they were saying on commentary like they were putting over this is the first time mm. he stepped into a wwe ring will be the royal rumble and it'll be 10 years more or less to the day mm-hmm. that he last was in the wwe ring as, a, as an active competitor so i don't think he's gonna have a match until the rumble it's a good opportunity honestly to shape. i wouldn't mm-hmm. i wouldn't have, have him wrestle until the rumble mm-hmm. you want to keep you want to keep that special you want to have that as a big part of the draw is what cm punk gonna be like in the rumble mm-hmm. also he's made a glass you know so that his <laughs> aw run got injured twice while yeah. champion um so he, he talked about, you know, he walked out on the building and while he had great conversations with Aldis and he had great conversations with HBK, Adam Pierce's offer is bigger. But once he realized that this Raw was in the same building he walked out on, this his like the choice was already made because he wants to try and make it up. So he signs with Raw, officially joins the Raw roster and he's there celebrating and out comes Seth Rollins. I made a joke at the start of this that Seth Rollins was interesting. I do it as a trolling thing, but I've not been into Seth. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think I'm alone in that, that I've not been. I know there are people in our live chat here and there are people in the comments that be like, no, I like Seth. I like Seth. And that's fine. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, he's not doing it for me. This world title is not doing it for me. And he as champion is not doing it for me. But I thought he was magnificent in this segment because this wasn't Seth Rollins, the character this almost felt like Colby Lopez, the person who was sort of like... Name? I believe that's his name, yeah. I thought it was Tyler Black. That's his other ring that's, name. That's his, that was his ROH name. Gotcha. Be, being like, no, I don't buy it. I absolutely don't believe a word you're saying. Mm. You're not home. This is not your home. You walked out 10 years ago and you said nothing but bad things mm. about this place for the last 10 years and about me and about my brothers and sisters at the back they are my brothers and sisters everyone watching at home that's my family this is my house this is not your house and how dare you say that Mm. and he's like i'm glad you're on raw because it's gonna blow up and you're gonna be exposed for the fraud that you are or we're gonna go out to get into the ring for this world title and i'll expose you for the fraud that you are he's looking at this as a win-win scenario and like within this one promo that Rollins had here, I'm like, actually, I want to see this match. Yesterday wasn't all that bothered. I saw someone in the in the live chat before this started um, saying, I don't think I can think of a modern match I'd like to see less than Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. Get out of town. But I, I, you, I, I thought I was a contrarian. But I think that I, I would disagree with that because I think I on the strength of this promo, yesterday I was like, when we someone asked us, like, what's your five match you'd like to see? Rollins was not in contention yeah, I think for mine it. Wasn't either. But on the strength of this promo, I'm like, yeah, I want to see that promo. I want to see that match, rather. Do I want to see it as the WrestleMania main event of night one, though? 
is a slightly different question. I'll go you one further. Go for it. I want to see this match based on the before promo when they stood and looked at each other alone. Because the noise in that arena oh, yeah. was unreal. First of all, to your point about it not even maybe being Seth Rollins the character, I thought he did a brilliant job of of dancing around the reality and the fiction, like blending that. The osmosis, it's a it's like a muslin cloth, the line between reality and fiction and wrestling. And they did a brilliant job of like allowing that to flow through either way. Um because he does come out and he's got his song and he's doing his performance and he's making chocolate, of course, in his Willy Wonka outfit. And like, there's something magnetic about him. And then he starts, they start looking at each other. He stops. He stops. And he does a very real section. And then he sort of brings a character back around. Mm-hmm. Not unlike Cora Jade. <laughs> like, um, no, that was, that was me doing a joke. But um, yeah, there was, there was something really... Oh, it was so compelling and so magnetic. And then before the promo really got underway, you had in the audience a dueling moment of CM Punk. And then that was drowned out by them singing Seth's song. Drowned out. This crowd were more behind Seth than they were Punk. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about CM Punk chants in Seth's match. And I said it wasn't like a boring chant or a we want CM Punk chant. It felt like a goading CM Punk thing. And during Punk's promo on SmackDown... He queued up Rollins without saying his name, Mike Mark you, and we'll get to that. Without saying his name, he mentioned him, and the crowd joined in almost again to say, actually, we quite like Seth Rollins. We like singing his song. So they, they were goading mm-hmm. Punk with that as well. And here we go. They have been, they, WWE, have been trying to manufacture this stuff for <laughs> decades. Austin Rock was a kind of lightning in a bottle thing that they've been trying to force down on X with the 96 different iterations of Cena, Randy Orton kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is organic and real, and it makes me want to watch it. And I feel like I would watch that in a WrestleMania main event. Here is my smoking gun that I would like to present as my evidence as to why I think uh, Punk's words are purposefully mm-hmm. disingenuous and Rollins is the person that we're supposed to believe mm-hmm. in all of this. Rollins said to him, in so many words, I'm here to protect WWE from you. Now, who was the last person to say words of that effect to CM Punk? Hangman Hangman Adam Page said, I'm here to protect AEW from you. This... (laughs) I don't know if that was picked up by the microphones, but I hope that it was. (laughs) Should have done it right in. Yeah. That is not by accident Mm. to effectively reference the promo that started everything and it's done this time with consent from every part uh, every part of this story et al Mm. i don't think it's done on purpose i don't think it's done by accident i don't think it's a coincidence that that line was there and i love it for that and i yeah and this is why i was talking about like you know i really want to see this this match my only sort of the caveat, and I'm not saying it's my caveat, the caveat I would like to bring and sort of join in the conversation is, is this the match that should be the WrestleMania night one main event? Considering that there are people that have been queuing up that we've been saying we'd rather be seen going for that world title. Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre. Like we want to see those people facing against Seth Rollins. Gunther going mm. for that world title against Seth Rollins. Or, to that point, because Cody and Roman's going to be night two, should it not be Becky and Rhea 
is the main event of night one. Mm. Is, I mean, she's one of the top stars. Like Rhea is a proven candidate for that moment. Absolutely, she should. Be. And they didn't get it this year mm. because they bumped the uh, the tag match above it. I would argue quite correctly. I think they should have. I think uh, correctly so. But Rhea and Becky is a big time match. Is that not sh- surely more des- deserving since they've been building it for a mm. year? Of being the WrestleMania main event of night one, as opposed to just the guy that's coming in November and is been bad man the company for ten years and is going to be in there because the one reason he left is he's not getting a WrestleMania main event. Like, yeah, is are, are people more interested in the idea of Rollins and C- and CM Punk over? the things that we've been building for the last year that we want to see. So that's the interesting that, part. When you say I, that's why I wanted to bring yeah, it to the table. When you say when you say I'd rather see them, I think for the longest time it was because it was like it could have been any of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that was part of it was you look at that that's part of the whole WWE don't need him thing. They've got all of these big baby faces and I'd like them all in the elimination chamber fighting each other to decide who's going to win and go on to face Roman kind of thing. Um however Punk wasn't there for a lot of that, and he is now. And that's the different thing. And it's like, well, I'm going to add him to the list, unfortunately, of people who I would... He's one of the candidates. Absolutely. And I think, ultimately, you go with the noise the crowd makes. And if the crowd are going to make noise like this, you've kind of got to follow that thread. Now, I think that the the fact... So, oh, it was the second... He 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 was doing his promo where he was like, "I'm going to join Raw. I'm going to join Raw. Uh, let's sign that thing, Mr. Pierce." And he gets on the belt. He's going, "Best in the world." Yeah, like kind of thing. No music, and I'm like, this is awkward. They played it too early on NXT, and now they're not playing it at all. But and also, I'd been thinking, I, I would like him to have a little stare down soon, so he's not just this guy who walks around. Yeah. And then Seth's music hits, and he does this sort of very silent, like, "All right, here we go. This is a moment," yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, "Well, lean forward for this." And then Seth says CM Punk's name for the very first time at the start of this promo. Punk says Seth's name for the very first time at the end of this promo. He doesn't say a lot, but he does sort of say, are, are you done? Because I'm going to attack you. I love the, like, and that's the last time I will stand here and let you disrespect me. I'll give you that. one. Give you, i give you the one. Yeah. I want to watch it, Luke. I know. I want to watch that's it. And I don't I mean. think they even need to see each other again on screen until the Royal Rumble. And I'll still feel it because everything Punk does everything seth does has the shadow of the other behind them and i think that's just so compelling you kind of can't not explore that and i'm saying (laughs) cody and punk number one and two at the royal rumble and let them both go to the end and gunther in there as well but i want i want breaker to eliminate gunther but that's a whole other story Uh, that's what i mean it's like all of a sudden and this is what happened when punk can be involved i don't know and this is what happened when punk came into aew Mm. and i was arguing against this back in the day when he first came in i was like i wouldn't put him in the world title program right away Mm. because we've been spending the last two years building up these other people to be in this world title picture rather than just throw the belt onto cm punk straight away and and I, I, I hate to say that I was proven right, but I think I sort of was in the end. Mm. Um, I, I couldn't have foreseen that he would get injured and then get into fights, but you know, it is what it is. But I felt like a lot of people kind of derailed because they were like, "Well, now let's put CM Punk because it's CM Punk." Mm. And I'm just so I wanted to bring this to the table because I'm curious. I wanted to do. We can't do a poll because Mod Mother's not well at the moment. Get well soon, please, oh. Mod Mother. Um, but I might put up a poll of just being like, "What do we think? Do we want it to be set CM Punk?" Or someone else. I'm not going to give mm. options because I think that's just going to split the vote. But the idea of like, should it be Seth and Punk at Mania, 
or Seth and someone else, be that a Gunther, a Sammy, a Drew, a Jey Uso, yeah. a, 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 you know, all, all these sorts of people, the people that we've been saying, like, these are the people we're trying to push into this main event scene. Well, the other side of that coin, if I may, while you while you well, write up the poll, was that, um, first of all, it should be the most compelling story, should be the main event at WrestleMania. That's my sort of be-all and end-all. And in, in the case of this uh, most recent one, the most compelling story was Sammy and Jay leading into... Um, the main event the next night it was a one and two punch it was absolutely brilliantly executed i thought right until it wasn't um but when we did our fantasy booking warfare i had gunther go win the royal rumble and go for seth rollins because i needed someone out of the way so that cody's story with roman and triple h could be done that was what i'd kind of wanted and nina samuels sort of pushed back and she said why would gunther go what's his justification for going for seth instead of roman and i was had that in my head while i was watching this promo and i was thinking about well who's on the list Cody wins a rumble. He's going after Roman. That's nailed on. Uh, Jake, sorry. Brandon, you did the poll wrong. I said, who should Seth face at Mania? And you put Seth Rollins or someone else. <laughs> Brandon. God damn it, Brandon. God, Brandon. God. Sorry, embarrassing. Um, would that someone else but Brand? I don't know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's like, you run through the list of people who could be in this match. Uh, Cody's going to go for Roman. Jay could go for Seth. Would probably also conceivably want to go for roman sammy could go for seth probably conceivably could also go for roman drew mcintyre could go for seth probably could also conceivably go for roman here in this promo you know la knight kevin owens randy orton all these people loads of people if they want to could go for seth but would probably want to take out roman because they've all been screwed over by roman reigns cm punk has every reason as a result of this promo to say i'll get to him I need to take you down a peg now because in a weird way, Seth Rollins has walked into the position that CM Punk was in when I've only just connected this when Punk was going to main event WrestleMania and then the rock came back. Yeah. Seth's Punk now. Yeah. Give it to me in the main event. I'm sorry. I want it. Well, in that scenario, Seth isn't main eventing either. No, I know, but that's why I'm saying to correct yeah. it. And now Seth main events it with him. Because yeah. Seth is in this thing of, I'm not going to do, I'm not, what happened to you isn't going to happen to me. Not when I've busted Cap- my ass. Captain part-timer over here. Yeah, like you just, you're... oh, you've, you can waltz in and get handed a belt, can you? Where have I heard that before, yeah. punk? Phil? Well, that's, I mean, that was, Dwayne. That was a, sort of the brilliance of um, punk within AEW. A lot of people like, you used to hate and rally against John Cena. Yeah. And you've actually just become John Cena. It's why he was doing, by John, doing his moves. Oh, oh, doing John Cena moves oh. in, in uh, the Eddie Kingston match under the Samoa Oh, Joe I imagine match they're at WrestleMania main event and punk busts out rock bottom on Seth. And, and punk starts doing his moves because that's the, and like, this is what I mean. <laughs> I used to say this a lot in the Collision Review, and people used to have a pop me for saying it. That's the magic of punk. It is the magic it's of punk. It's the magic of punk. It, is... The best story should main event WrestleMania, and I just think this is the best story right now. You could convince me otherwise by February, because there was a real moment where you convinced me that Sammy versus Cody was what I wanted to see. So... Here's the other thing as well. Like, I, we need to sort of, you know, move on because we've got other I stuff totally to cover on this show. We only ever want to talk about punk. You've read the comments. <laughs> But, like, you know, there's other things we need to talk about the show. Here's the other thing that I'm going to massively put over from this segment, which I thought was so, so great for a multitude of reasons. Here is my other big reason. There's another person who could win the Rumble. Oh, my God, there are so many who could win that Rumble. No, no, no. I, this, that's where I disagree. Last week, there was one person that was winning that Royal Rumble, and his name was Cody Rhodes. Yes. Now, there's two names. Yeah, I and, mean, there's so many big names going in that could there's, conceivably. There's so many, there's so many big names going in. But the, in the 2001 Rumble is a, is a good example of this. About. There's loads of big names in this Rumble, mm. but it's Steve going to win. 
Like that whole this whole match has been designed for Steve to win. Yeah. But look at all these top names that are going into it. It's a star-studded rumble. So 2001 was the greatest rumble ever it, it, that they've ever done ever, and I w- I will die on that hill. You can have that here where it's star-studded, but it's really about Cody winning mm-hmm. it back to back. Now there's another option because yeah, I could see CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble. Mm. I could also see Cody winning the Royal Rumble. There's now two guys there. And that, for me, is so interesting going into the Royal Rumble. Luke, I just want to go to sleep until late January. Well, I think WWE probably do as well, because (laughs) (laughs) booking for eight weeks is hard. You have to do a lot of stalling. This is it. Well, we'll get to it in the show, actually, because I felt like they were setting up a lot for day one. Yeah. As though that's going to be kind of a paper. They really are pushing day one heavy, which they should do. As well, they should. Because this is what I always used to say about AEW was um, when they were only doing four shows mm. a year, it was like, well, then what you want to do is have paper uh, TV shows that feel like pay-per-views. And they were doing this for a little bit, like Quake at the Lake and Winter is Coming, these ideas of big dynamite Quake special. The lake. Yeah, they were by a lake and they were going to you know, have quakes and stuff. I love it. Have some Quaker Oats. And, you know, they would, so you're having these shows to build to. So now they don't have to just build to the Rumble. They can build to day one, which is in two weeks' time, mm. as opposed to try and build to a Rumble that's in seven weeks time yeah that's a smart little bit of business and mm. I, I really really appreciate that mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Uh, but we need to get into your uh, ultra chat on this one, your CMDMs, um, to <laughs> see what you thought of this show. Uh, thank you to Brandon for um, getting the poll up. 
Um, it currently is there, so please do vote on it. Who would you like to see Seth Rollins face at WrestleMania? CM Punk or someone else? Um, Dr. Joss here says, based on recent history, Punk should have signed with NXT. Three promos with only one being good, and he's in three promos and needs to learn how to work. Being facetious, of course, being facetious, of course, or am I? Also, it would have made, probably made Kate very happy at Fightful. Uh, thank you so much, by the way, to everybody who let me know where Punk's lovely cozy hoodie came from. Trust and believe I've got my eye on the Rey Mysterio one. Adam Dean here says, while Punk is undeniably an incredible promo, able to blur the line between kayfabe and reality, I wish he'd stop saying he loves me. It feels disingenuous. This will be the first time in years I'm not cheering against Seth Rollins. But you're going to be making noise. But no, but the point, yeah, but that's the point that he's making. Yeah. Like it's for the first time, like I think all year a lot has been like, I kind of root for the other person that's yeah. facing I'm against I'm not interested in Seth Rollins. I'm not interested in Seth as champion. I'd rather see Drew champion. I'd rather see Finn champion. I'd rather see Nakamura as champion. This one, I'm actually like, no, I kind of want, I want to see Seth win here. I also, I'm sorry, I do believe he loves us. Like, I believe I, I, well, I, massively that Punk is a deeply insecure, like, I, I crave the affection and the love of the people person. Like, I... Yes, yes, I w- okay, I would I think I do agree with that because I think he was doing a lot of that in AEW as well. Yeah. I did believe it when he said that. I also I think did, he's a- I, okay. I think sorry, I think it's because he's playing so much for I feel like he's playing so much for character here I struggle to believe it somewhat. Like at the end of this promo, I don't believe a word that Punk says, but I do believe everything that uh, Seth says and that is by design mm. for me personally. Particularly when it's because one of the big things that Punk was running against in a uh, was running against WWE while he was in AEW was hates the word superstars, mm. hates saying the word superstar. We're wrestlers. We're not sports entertainers. We are wrestlers. I left pro wrestling when I left Ring of Honor, and now I'm back in pro wrestling. I'm not a superstar. I'm not. And here he cannot help himself but constantly say superstar. Did you see the look on his face when he said it the first time? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's. The point, right, mm. is because he doesn't want to be saying those words. I think part of what's so compelling is that people do contain multitudes, right? So I do honestly, I earnestly believe that he wants this healing thing. I do earnestly believe he wants to make good on something. I do earnestly believe he wants, he's been humbled by that experience. And he, like, he would buy the Starbucks cards for the, the Divas in, the Divas, oh my Jesus, wept, what's wrong? What have I been drinking in AEW for the women's locker room? Um, and, you know, tried to take the guys for dinner or whatever, tried to offer advice, wanted to be that, you know, elder statesman offering advice to be people but also didn't like that he was being pushed back against which weirdly he turned into tony atlas like there was that whole story of tony atlas like i believe all of these things exist within this one maelstrom of a person and that's what was the magic well yeah but i think that's the person i'm solely talking about cm oh, the punk character. the character yeah, yeah. i'm t- i'm not talking about phil the person i'm talking about cm punk the character on mm. tv scott young 2907 uh, if it's Roman Cody at Mania, Cody must win the Rumble. For the other winner of the Rumble to not want to end Roman's historic reign would be stupid. Cody for the Rumble and Punk an earnest match with Seth at Chamber or something. I I, I actually would do the opposite um, because I see what you're saying about not wanting to end Roman's historic reign. You just have to justify it to Nina Samuels' point. The ever-wise Nina Samuels. Um, far better than Michael Oku. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> um, I, and I would have Cody be that kind of uh, Shawn Michaels, 2007. Yeah. Or 2009, whenever it was. When, when he was going, 2010. When, when he won his face against um, Taker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I'd have that's that. what I was trying to think of. I was, I, I was thinking of Brian Danielson when he gets eliminated and that shot look on his face. Mm. But, you know, do it better like the Shawn one. Right, yeah, yeah. Outside of Brad here said, what a great promo from Punk and Rollins. I would love to see this start as 
Only Rollins can see Punk is disingenuous, sort of like in that Shat- Shatner in that famous Twilight Zone episode, and it slowly drives Rollins to the madness. Now, the Twilight Zone episode that uh, Outside Brad is referring to mm. is Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, uh, which is probably one of the more famous Twilight Zone episodes. It's the one where Shatner can see a gremlin on the wing of a plane slowly tearing the uh, plane apart. But anytime anyone else looks out, they can't see it and see what he's seeing. Oh. It's a, tour what a great de- reference. It's a tour de force performance by William Shatner, only outdone in the movie version um, that was directed by George Miller, uh, which was done by John Lithgow. And it's absolutely fantastic. There you go. And they then made a joke about that in Third Rock from the Sun. Because obviously John Lithgow is the lead alien in that. And their supreme leader is played by William Shatner. Oh, very good. And they come face to face at one point. And William Shatner says, I had a terrible plane ride here. There was something, you know, some creature on the wing. And John Lithgow goes, the same thing happened to me. That's very funny. That is nice and funny. You know who else was in Third Rock from the Sun? China. You know what China was? A wrestler on WWE Raw. Adam Brought Dean back. <laughs> Adam Dean here says, I just want to you know, talk about no, the Twilight but Zone. But it's a very good reference. It's a very good it's reference. It's a very good reference. Adam Dean here said, Rollins should be careful. Last time a world champion decided to defend their company from punk, he took his belt. And it's true, he did. Mm. Kuzu here says, I feel like a point here is that punk has to prove himself and Seth thinks he's full of poop whether punk becomes a lying heel or an overcoming babyface remains to be seen but it's an interesting dynamic on how punk's character develops mark flay said still i'm working on my breaks so not able to watch this live sadly seeing people calling this promo of the year online which is hyperbole it was good but honestly hangman said the lines better in my opinion um this uh, yeah i don't i don't i think it's <coughs> it's it's apples and a slightly different color of apple mm-hmm. for me like you know Rob Burwell, who's been a member for 27 months in a row, says, Punk being back in WWE and wondering if what he says is genuine or not makes this so intriguing. I'm truly excited to see how it unfolds. Well, that's that's where I'm sat with this as well, Rob. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have taken my disingenuous, like, I mean, calling it disingenuous lines kind of at face value and not kind of looking for like what I mean by that. But that's what makes it so good. That's what makes it so compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think he's like, I think he's purposely being disingenuous about mm. it. And Ket here says, Punk and Rollins should main event mania with Punk going over. However, where does that leave Priest? I don't want Punk to have a transitional reigns or Rollins going over. Are we possibly getting another failed cash-in? Yeah, I mean, the alternative that you could do, I suppose, is have Priest pull a Rollins. So you never get a clean finish for Rollins or Punk. And then you've got more mileage in that if you want to. I do feel bad for Priest that Priest is the is the the one who's kind of of all of the people in the main picture scene he's the one where i feel has lost the most by punk arriving i i would agree with that yeah i don't think beating him from pillar to post has particularly helped either oh no uh terence collins says uh, i don't want punk here i believe he's a liability in pro wrestling with that being said i see the magic and the money that's being made seth versus punk will be great because of everything said i'm genuinely interested in the feud punk is disingenuous uh the difference between AW and WWE is that uh, WWE can sort of can punk without losing too much at this point because they're in such good shape. Uh, for AW, because Tony had desperately wanted to bring him in and really, I think, really liked the guy or like really wanted a lot for him. They built Collision for him. Built a whole TV show for him. Like it was, it was heart wrenching. I mean, look at Tony's face when he's talking about it. Like it's not how he wanted it to go. It's not how he wanted it to go. So I feel like. Uh, I believe he's a liability in pro wrestling is sort of a fair assessment, but in in the structure of a big corporation like WWE, that liability is far less. 
the end of the interesting thing as well um when we kind of talk about this you know this liability and this you know he wanted to make uh mend fences and, and this and the other with the 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 elite and you know they were sort of waiting six months and stuff is that ironically given what was said at brawl out all of this stuff is coming from punk's camp and you never hear the elite talk to the dirt sheets mostly because as well they were all signed ndas and said they weren't going to talk about things uh, so I find it very, like, we always talk about sort of like, you know, the punk side of things in AEW and like, oh, maybe the elite actually were being childish dicks. And in some ways, I think they were being childish dicks about things, but they've not actually said anything mm. or their camps have never said anything uh, to the dirt sheets. It's always you trying to read the tea leaves, aren't you? More, yeah. than, more than being able to speak with authority on anything because you want when you're not in the room. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, when we looked at, at punk, uh, the, the story of him arriving at heathrow and then there was no taxi to arrive but the you know then it came out which was like oh no there was a taxi there it's just he didn't call for it like he was told to call a taxi he just didn't choose he chose to go on the underground and then there was a photo of him on the bakerloo line and you were like was like how in the hell did he get to the bakerloo line i made a whole like joke about this in the rest well of he took the elizabeth line and then changed to paddington but he can Very, done, like know. i i well yeah i i Charleston, what the route that I think he took to get him onto that specific Bakerloo line. Mm. And I'll tell you what I think he did. I think he did it on purpose, waiting for a fan to recognize him. Mm. So they would take a photo of him on the tube so we can say they didn't come and pick him mm. up. But that is me putting my conspiracy that's on. that's yeah that's that's trying to be sherlock and I, I i've seen your corkboard over in the corner over there uh mr verns here said if they had rollins versus punk build over Rhea versus becky i can see them using becky attacking punk not just because of rollins association but the ripple effect in the women's division which would set up a feud with aj lee if they decided to bring her back uh becky's also another one as well whose uh, contract is up early next year mm-hmm. um although i would put money on both of them re-signing uh, yeah me t- too turner here said punk and cody don't uh, don't need to win the rumble to main event there's a special opportunity to have the big main event and have sammy get his singles moment at mania and become a true top guy i think uh, it, it should be cody or punk that wins the rumble. i just love that there are so many options i, I uh, everyone has their their camp yes right? that they want yeah yeah like the 2001 i wanted yeah. Kane to win like Austin was the guy to win, but I wanted Kane to win that rumble. Mm, I was pulling for Drew Carey. Although, you know, Kane did have a, a much bigger WrestleMania than Steve Austin did, let's be honest. What, WrestleMania 17? Yeah. Because he got to fight Raven. But yeah, yeah, the hardcore triple threat, which yeah. is the best match of that show. TLC 2 has something to say about that. Uh, I think, uh, did that have golf carts in it? No, but it had Lita. She's my favorite wrestler ever. No, I know, but... I. Did they nearly cut the pay-per-view feed and uh, shut off the most important show in WWF history? Well, she took a top off, so they might have thought about it. (laughs) I'm sure Sky has something to say about it. Uh, anyway, let's get into the show itself. Uh, we kicked off with Jay Uso. No, we didn't. We kicked off with a dreadful new opening theme, which happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Bland as all get out. Yeah, I thought the previous theme was bland. Better. <laughs> this one was better. But I, I'm I now, never thought I'd be like, can we have that one back? Oh, I'm, I'm now nostalgic for Feels Like Gravy. Feels Like Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> so we opened with Jay Uso. He's allowed to say yeet again. Yay. Um, they have settled. And they with- said it about 90 times. 
Yeah, well, they're now they're now allowed to say it again. So yeah, they're going to say as much as they can do. Um, he didn't have a great deal of that to say. He just sort of, you know, was putting over Sami Zayn being out of action now because of Drew McIntyre. This brought out Drew, who buried CM Punk a little bit, um, and then did this huge fake apology to Sami Zayn for injuring him last week. And then he said, "You see, Jay, that's how you apologize." And then as he's getting there, he said, "Well, we could all stand here and do fake apologies like you've done." And I was like. I love this heel, Drew. I think it's mm. so, so magic. And as a few people have pointed out as well, he's so pissed off at Jay for costing the title at Clash of the Castle. It was Solo Sokoa. The... Jay wasn't even at Clash of the Castle. Yeah. But he's got this big bee in his bonnet about the uh, the bloodline. And he talks about how like, Jay is incapable of apologizing to him. And he had to bring my family into it. Oh, Sammy had to bring my family into it. And he just put up like, this really good point. It was like, you made my life misery, mm. but I'm supposed to just get over that and you won't even apologize for it. So yeah, let's have a fight then. Mm. And that led into a match. Drew McIntyre versus Jay Uso. Um, Drew got the win here with the Claymore after he raked the eyes of Jay Uso. His terrible singles run of not picking up any wins continues. His last singles win was August 4th. <laughs> I was tired for the beginning of this. And I think as a result, I felt the intensity was lacking a little bit. But boy, howdy, did they make up with that at the end? Where, uh, you know, I, Drew had NXT face. Uh, which felt warranted because the Future Shock DDT actually worked once, like well, in yeah. recent history. And on Jey Uso in the League yeah. of Survivor Series. I thought it was a really good near fall. Yeah, me too. It was like the Blue Thunderbomb working. These, like The people's elbow used to work, right? So when Kurt Angle at No Way Out 2001 kicks out of it, the Rock is justifiably like, what? Yeah. Because it works. So uh, later with the Superplex. So if you give me these moves that work, I can believe you when you're sent over the edge as what ha- happened here because Drew then starts going, all right, then I'm going to be... Uh, nefarious and I'm going to literally gouge your eyes out to get a victory my only uh, criticism I would have against this match is that we had um, dumb babyface commenter-itis uh, within this mm. which where Michael Cole was like I don't think Jay has anything to apologise to Drew for and Wade Barrett the heel points out that he made that man's life hell for 18 months and you don't think he's got anything to apologise for and Michael Cole goes lovely arm drag there by Jay Uso Michael Cole has had several mares recently and there's a big one coming later. Uh, but it was a, f- a, a very good opening match. Mm. Uh, we had a recap of Punk on SmackDown. And we had a video package from Shinsuke Nakamura about Cody Rhodes. I love the artwork in it as well. Mm, very cool. We then had the Judgment Day in the Judgment Den with uh, everyone. Basically, Finn and Rhea were sort of burying the rest of them for losing last week while they weren't there. And then they all argue about who should be the leader. And they all stood in the row. The blocking's terrible. And then we, uh, speaking of bad blocking... We cut to Alpha Academy and the Creeds and Ivy Nile and Maxine Dupree all standing in a row while having a conversation. And then Truth comes in to join the row. So people have to sort of step aside to let him join the row so they can all... Ten people Mm. all standing in a row just looking at each other. Very bad. Mm. And um, the key to this was Truth is trying to put up uh, Christmas lights to celebrate Thanksgiving with the Judgment Day and the Judgment Den. And Ivy Nile is going to be seconding Maxine Dupree mm. for her match. He's wacky. <laughs> Do you not like the truth stuff? Uh, I Here's my thing. And I, hate me if you want. This is the bit where it's funny. And I, I genuinely enjoy it very much. And then it goes on for a little bit longer than I might. We've done the joke. Don't do more of the joke. Like, you know when you're on TikTok? And, I don't. Okay, that's fair. But sometimes I go on TikTok I mean, and someone does a joke and they've done a sketch like with the joke. And I'm like, ha! And then they do it for another minute. And I'm like, well, the joke was done in the first six seconds. Bring back Vine. 
What's the f- I have constantly heard so many people talking about Vine recently. Because Vine was goated. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't on that either. Um, but uh, I, I actually enjoyed Truth here, and I thought he was really good yeah, later on. I thought he was he very was. funny later he on. He was. And this led to Rhea Ripley versus Maxine Dupree. Now, Dan. I believe you in the office uh, said that you wanted to amend the uh, WrestleTalk end of year awards to have a most improved section on there because you wanted to give five points to Maxine Dupree. Yeah. Do you want to do you wanna have a little chat about what happened in this match? No, I don't. I want to move on to the next. No, uh, what happened in this match was very much evidence that Maxine Dupree is a really game old bird like she's a she's someone who's I, I have a lot of respect for someone who was essentially brought in as a model manager um and was thrown into this story with american alpha academy that's what they're called and went yeah i'll give that a go and like has she's athletic and she's got promise it just turns out the thing that alpha academy hasn't taught her is how to sell other people's moves and how to put herself up for them because you know every time Rhea tried to pick her up for like a power slam or a power bomb or the riptide she it wasn't a case of sandbagging no it was not sandbagging it was that she wasn't using a her core strength she wasn't working with Rhea to get herself up there these moves aren't just about power they're about collaboration and tandem and making it and she just hasn't got that yet and it was as a result bowling shoe ugly what happened here was someone who is only had one singles match prior to this was in the ring with the women's world champion and was not ready for this position this should not have been on tv no but why was this booked because they thought well this would be a way for us to get to rhea ripley versus ivy nile like that's that was that's the reason why this was on tv is because we can beat maxine dupree then ivy nile can step into the ring and we can have the face down that's what you know that's the triple h method and that's what led us to the situation we're in problem was is that this is only maxine's second singles match and it felt like she had lead in her boots yeah it did she was not sandbagging i've seen a few people say it was sandbagging sandbagging is intense Mm. this was not intended this is not eva lee's and thunder rosa Mm. uh, in aew this was just someone having a very bad night because they're not ready for this position i sandbagged to be clear so when i i when i was wrestling when i was a teen i hadn't learned how to take a powerbomb yet and i was just in this giant rumble match where you don't have a plan you just go in the only one is that these people win and the last four are the ones who have the plan kind of thing so get in there and get eliminated at some point a guy tried to powerbomb me and i didn't know how to take it and i had to communicate that by kind of sandbagging if you sandbag you don't go anywhere close to as high as she went you know mm-hmm. she was trying she, was she just trying. got it wrong and i think that's why i'm like i don't want this to turn into maxine dupree has to go away forever absolutely not because i think she i have a lot of respect for the fact that she's thrown herself at this and actually done quite well with it she just isn't trained as well as she could be shouldn't and she be, certainly shouldn't be in this spot shouldn't it be in this spot no there are people within the nxt system who would have done a better job yeah here who are, current, who are in developmental at the yeah. moment um kalani jordan we were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. on deadline yesterday great shout. like green as green green as sorry green as goose poop but <laughs> it would have done it would have been a much better position here because she's had far more training than yeah. maxine dupree has it was unfortunate uh, she had an off night i don't think anyone should have a, a pop of maxine dupree she shouldn't have been put in this position mm. At a video promo for the party girls who sure love to party. Except their idea of partying is supposed to be pointing at things and smiling. Yeah, go to carnivals and stuff. Uh, Kelly Kelly. Do you not believe them that they love to party? And well, rave? I suppose they get out there and they go like this. <laughs> 
Um, Adam, I want to see them in a video package off their face on cat dancing to house. That's what I'm after. So this is when we had the uh, Adam <laughs> Pierce, CM Punk, and Seth Rollins segments. I mean, really, like that's what they would do. Like you yeah. know, I've, I've heard tale of Glastonbury. Like that's all Glasto is. That's what I'm saying it's like, do you want to go see Diana Ross? No, I'm going to do a, fa- a face full of cocaine, and, <laughs> and then I'm probably just going to run around. I'll for find a bit. the sugar babes. Um, we had promos from Ivar and Bronson Reed ahead of their big beefy match, which was more ad break than it was a uh, wrestling bout. Um, however. I quite like that it finished with a superplex Mm. because it was one of those a finish can come out of nowhere lots of different moves can end matches I I popped for this it was like watching two real life action figures bashed together Yeah, Uh, more than it was wrestling I enjoyed it very much Um, Punk walked up to the judgment day and Priest uh, teased cashing in on him and it was that when I was like oh yeah he is the money the bank holder Mm. but also he wasn't intimidated by Punk like he didn't seem to be like cowed or anything like that and that was another thing in the Punk and Rollins promos that neither of them seemed to back off I thought they managed to stand up for each even when Punk picked up the mic and kind of went are you done Seth didn't even sell it like a uh, I don't know what like they both kind of were ready and that's the same thing with Kevin Owens who fully no sold him yeah they were all his offices nope Lee's. There was something magic about all of that. Yeah. It's really interesting. I love that. Uh, so the Judgment Day came out for a promo to do their usual All rise for the Judgment Day. We run Monday Night Raw. And Dom tries to speak and the crowd boo. It's the stuff you've seen before. And out comes our truth. Mm. And I was like, okay, I think I think we're onto something here, lads. And he comes out and says, Guys, I've been trying to get into the Judgment Den, but it's both doors are locked. I love both doors. <laughs> the heels and the faces doors. Yeah, the heels yeah. and the face door. Both like the front and back doors are locked. I can't get into the judgment den. Mm. And like JD McDonough is there to be like, get out of here, Truth. You're not part of this group. And Damien Priest is like, no, 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 man. It's all right. Do you know what? Come on, Truth. Come on. Come and join us in the ring. I was like, oh, I think this is going to spell disaster for, for young Truth here. And Truth gets in the ring and he's like, what are your ideas, Truth? Because Truth's like, I've got ideas on how to improve the judgment day. He's like, all right, Truth, floor is yours. What would you suggest we need to do to improve the Judgment Day? He's like, first off, you kick out JD McDonough. Tee-hee. Tee-hee. JD McDonough sells this absolutely brilliantly, being held back by Dominic. Was a Scrappy-Doo holding back Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> and it genuinely seemed to, like, I think Priest had a bit of a, a... He was genuinely entertained by this buffoon in the ring. And then he said... Oh, I think you should also stop saying that you're the leader because it, it makes mummy mad. Mm. And all of a sudden there was this moment of priest like, I've had enough of your ha-ha now. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to batter you. And so he did. And they all, the four of them battered him. And there's Michael Cobb being like, what an embarrassing group these are. There's this pack of hyenas. Out come the creeds. And the creeds initially are overwhelmed because there's two of them and four of the Judgment Day. And I was like, no, the numbers game is too strong. And I'm there thinking like, well, you wouldn't have Alpha Academy run down to make the save because the creeds are the ones you're putting over. You would have done it the other way around. No, because the creeds just did it on their own. The creeds don't need no help. The creeds don't care about your numbers, Scott Steiner. They just battered all four of them and left them packing. And Dominic Mysterio sold this so great. It was like, I told you we needed to be careful of these guys. Mm. This was an amazing segment. This was so good. When I said earlier on about like having a little a little window for truth, this is exactly the window. It was absolutely brilliant. Yep. I, I I loved also the fact that JD McDonough's wearing a shirt that says all their names and he's just taped and JD on there as well. Objectively, 
hilarious. Um, Priest hasn't really had a moment to do this kind of commanding, like I'm leading the Judgment Day thing for a while, where he looks like that main event star after having just had a face off with CM Punk and kind of no selling him as well. I was like, good for you, Priest. This is this is a, a nice little moment. Um, and so then when yeah, when when Truth pops in and has that that nice little moment where it's like, oh, I was fine with you taking the piss out of JD because. Well, I don't like JD, mm. but don't come for me. I'll get yeah. you. Um, and then, yeah, it, it turns out that Julius Creed's arms are worth three people. Uh, so he doesn't need any help. And then that ex- you're exactly right. That moment where Dom is like, I told you, I kind of warned you. That's what this has been since that very first tag team turmoil match where Finn's like, oh, do you see those guys? They're pretty damn intense. And they're going to win the belts next week. Sure. Are. And I can't wait. I think it's going to be really, really good. Uh, Punk was walking backstage and he bumps into Drew McIntyre for a little chat. And Drew says, I'm here to finish my own story. And they announced that he's getting a wild title shot against Seth Rollins on the day one edition mm-hmm. of Monday Night Raw, which will air on uh, December 1st. Yes. January 1st, rather. And then Punk bumps into the mid card. Um, Kofi Kingston and Kofi. Chad Gable and Ricochet and they're all like hey Kofi how, you're making me crazy and Kofi's like I don't do that anymore and he walks up and Chad's like heard great things about you yeah. because Ricochet's like hey you're bad at video games here's me reading too far into it when you're making me crazy uh, I don't do that anymore it's been a while since you've been around the landscape has changed there's a little bit of that in there as well yeah they were former tag champs yeah well they were yeah like but but it was still nice and then like i've heard nice things about you chad gable i'll watch that i'll quite happily watch that thank you very much Uh, and then adam pierce welcomes the three of them into his office to chat about the intercontinental championship i then wrote here cool a bunch of guys that don't win yeah gable has not won a singles match since he was going against Gunther for the IC title, he beat Gunther by countout, he beat Kaiser by DQ, and he pinned Giovanni Vinci. That was in August. Kofi Kingston last won a singles match in September. Ricochet last won a singles match in September. By DQ, his last pinfall victory was in July. Not saying that you can't heat these guys back up. That's what you're saying. But this is the point I keep making about Triple H Raw and Triple H WWE. There's no momentum for anyone. You just pin them a bunch, and then you're like, and now they're going for what? And now they're going in the IC title picture. Mm. It's like, why don't we just... Chad Gable, he had this great run with Gunther, and everyone was really behind him. We could fantasy book, and, oh, Christmas Day, we'll do this. Maybe that'll be WrestleMania. Da, 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 da. No, it's just like, nope, that's done. Er, slam the brakes yeah, on all that. the momentum that you've got. Not doing anything. Kofi Kingston, remember he was just having banging matches on TV. Er, slam the brakes, no more of that. Ricochet, the viral sensation, the highlight of the night. Er, slam the brakes, no more of that. And then all of a sudden, you bring these three guys out, you'd be like, and now our three chaps who are going to be fighting for the icy title. I was like, why do I care? These are three lads that never win. My tolerance for this is much higher than yours, but I absolutely agree in this moment. Like, I was very much seeing them come out, and I was like, oh, we're going to do another one of those, like, sort of big multi-person matches to decide the winner who's going to lose to Gunther, and it's all people who've already been through this rigmarole. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kofi hasn't, so I guess he can have a nice match on, on day one, um, and then we can save Chad Gable for WrestleMania, but <laughs> well, maybe it's, not. It's not like, happening, Yeah, though. this is it, this is it. This is it. Like, I I feel like I am I was taking, you know, I, I, I was the only one sort of banging this drum, but I was like, I think it's over. You bang a lot of drums. I do bang a lot of drums, <laughs> but usually they're right. <laughs> they're, they're correct drums. They're correct drums. But I was like, I think that this Chad Gable thing is, is done for for the time being, mm. and I, that seems to have been the case. Mm. You know, the Alpha Academy just lose. They are bit players now on the show. Mm. There's just a, they're, they're a bunch of lads again. Mm. And speaking of sort of like a division that is just a bunch of people, like it's the party girls beat the way, and 
Tegan and Natty were watching backstage and the crowd were quiet and the party girls won quickly. It was very heatless and kind of almost pointless. Not better than last week, though. It was better than last week. I, w- yeah. I will certainly give them that. But then it's like, okay, well, the party girls are probably going to have against Ch- uh, Chelsea and Piper. Won't beat them. And then do you know who will be next? Probably the way who the party girls have just beaten. Or, or it'll be Tegan and Natty who Chelsea and Piper have already beaten. I miss the spooky witches. <laughs> it's like it's these, this tag division is just... Franken teams that get a couple of wins, then lose the tag champs, and then they just and they won't be on TV for a while. You would think with a three-hour show, I wouldn't say there's only so much time in the day. <laughs> uh, DIY were chatting backstage about their mystery third man because they've got a six-man with Imperium, and they was wondering if they can trust this third man on their group. And Johnny was pretty sure that they could. And we all knew who it was, right? I actually didn't. You didn't? No. And and I'll, and I'll tell you why in in a moment. Uh, but Gunther walks up and says, "You might, you won't have a partner, and if you do, if you do, they won't be good enough." So uh, instantly, it was for me. It was like I really wants the match, and also, can we trust him? Like, oh, can we is whatever? And also, like, he yeah, he's got this this similar thing to me. And I'm like, okay, so he's from Cleveland, and you guys don't know if you can trust him. So it's the Miz, and then out comes Gunther, and he's like, "Eh, you guys are weirdos." And I remember Michael, the echo of Michael Cole being like, "Do it for us, weirdos!" Was in the back of my head. I was like, "Oh, it's the Miz." Then, so it's a more, it's more of a mystery partner so the reason why mystery <laughs> <coughs> the reason why the miz did not even cross my mind i thought we'd move past like i thought we'd move past the the miz and we're just trying thing. to get to january i thought we'll we'd... move past it when, when we're in january <laughs> okay i still apologize i thought we'd move past the miz so i'm there racking my brain of like <laughs> who else on raw could it possibly be because yeah. everyone else is tied up in other things and then when The Miz came out, I was like, you idiot. Of course it's The Miz. <laughs> he came to play. We'll get to that in a moment. First off, Becky Lynch came out for a promo to call out Nia Jax. And they mentioned, which is incredible when you think about it, they never had a singles match. No. They never had a feud off the back of the face break botch. Mm. Because instead, Nia got hurt, Becky got pregnant, Nia got fired, Becky became an actual star, and like the the paths just never crossed. Mm. But now they're actually going to follow up on this. And they actually had a video of it as well to be like, look, here's the the thing that happened. Here's what happened, you know, five years ago or whatever it was in the lead up to the Survivor Series, the the birth of the man. And Nia comes out to be like essentially to take credit for Becky's rise to fame. Without me breaking your face, you would not be where you are now. And I thought Becky was so great in this segment to be like, I, I'm about time I rewrote this history because that's not what happened. Because mm. if that was the case, I'd have been a flash in the pan and no one ever would have forgotten about me. But I'm still here and I'm still the man and I'm still the top star in this division. Mm. Thought it was a really, really good promo. Now I kind of already had nothing else to say. I think that was the mis- like the only downside of this. Well, movie, which is now being like, ah, oh, well, yes, but without me so i i like the line she had which was i am the woman that made the man which i thought was kind of kind of cool it was like it was a great little tagline for this kind of thing um and it made me want to watch them have a match together like i said you know naya's a handful of great matches also like that becky was saying that i'm like do you know what you're famous for hurting people yeah and it was again that blurring of line and uh, of kayfabe and reality mm. which is that yeah naya is sort of annihilating people in the ring but the also the the unfortunate truth of naya Jax is you've also injured a lot of wrestlers i also forgot she'd had double acl surgery and honestly that does explain a lot like yeah it's pretty serious injuries serious for two injury. knees yeah yeah 
Uh, I thought this was a very, very good segment, though. Yeah, I did too. Uh, Jackie interviewed Cody, and he made the point of, well, we both can't finish our story. And then suddenly I was like, oh, Cody, bud, I don't think you're finishing yours. One and two, please. I, I'm starting to think that Ollie Davis is right. Cody ain't finishing that story at WrestleMania 40. I think I'm busy on the night of WrestleMania. I don't want to be in the studio. <laughs> so we had Imperium versus DIY. I don't want to cry in front of people. We had Imperium versus DIY and the No, we didn't. We had Imperium versus DIY. Do you not hear this? On commentary. Michael Cole. Like, after that segment earlier on, he went, Who will join DIY? And then Barrett went, It's DIY. And then Cole went, We'll be right back after this kind of thing. And I was like, for crying out loud, Michael, this is Candace Michelle all over again. I want to talk about someone who's never held a hammer in their life. <laughs> Do yourself it. I bet you've never put up a pair of shelves. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, this DIY tagging with The Miz. He was the mystery partner in all Told of this. Yep. And the match was built around The Miz, more or less, really. Like The roar on his hot tag. We love to Honestly, see it. Honestly, like, this was, you know, the crowd went ballistic when he tagged in. It's just a credit to the Miz. Yeah. Because Happy Christmas to Dan. I don't know why people seem surprised whenever I say the credit to the Miz, because I say it on every show. But it's You're a tattoo here that says I hate the Miz. It's a credit to the Miz, who has spent the better part of like fifteen years being like, I hate Cleveland, it sucks. I'm from LA. Yeah. I'm the A-lister. And now he's like, No, I'm a babyface now. Cleveland, woohoo! Yeah. And the crowd are like, Yay, he's from here. Fickle bastards. <laughs> but they were super behind uh, the Miz, and it built to the hot tag of Gunther versus Miz. And I thought this was a really, really smart finish mm. because Miz locks in the figure four on Gunther, and Gunther is scrabbling. He's looking for Bebop and Rocksteady to save him. And Kaiser is the one who is going to break up the pin or break up the submission. But he gets caught in the Gargano escape, so he can't break it up. So Gunther frantically is trying to get to Vinci. Vinci makes the tag. Vinci breaks up the uh, the submission. But Vinci's ultimately the one that gets pinned. Miz hits the skull crushing finale, and he pins Vinci. Mm. It's a very good little bit of you know moving pieces around to fulfill this Imperium storyline. The only problem is that storyline is breaking up Imperium, which I wish they'd stop trying to do. Mm. But I thought this was a really effective finish for the story that they're telling. It's also been a hot sec since we've seen Gunther have a match. Um, like, well, I guess, uh, Survivor Series was one, but like he, he, we had a good run of him having loads of matches on Raw mm. kind of thing. So I forgot how good it is to just see him chop someone to the ground yeah. and then put them in a Boston crowd that looks like he's about to bend you in half. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Um, and later on, they announced that uh, The Miz is getting another shot at Gunther for the IC title. The stipulation being, Miz, if Miz loses, he cannot challenge for the belt again while Gunther is champ. Mm -hmm. Miz ain't winning that belt. But he might. But he might. There's <laughs> always that chance. And I can ask, you know, I thought I was the, the brilliance of their Survivor Series mm -hmm. match was that, but what if element what if? to it? You're only three seconds away. I think it would be massively underwhelming for Gunther's reign to end to The Miz. Yeah, but who better to beat the greatest intercontinental champion of all time than the greatest intercontinental champ of all time? A honky talk man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris Jericho. Returning Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'd, for me, uh, anyone but, but I'm quite enjoying this. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I, Sean on Fightful, uh, the post show said, if Miz beats Gunther for the IC title, 
I'm going to write a strongly worded letter <laughs> to WWE about the mistake that they have made. I will start a change.org petition to get them to reverse that decision. Sounds like something someone with tiny balls would say. Um, <laughs> and the Miz, of course, as we all know, massive, massive balls. balls. Let's know every available opportunity. Yeah, he sure does. What a baby face. Um, and they also announced next week it's the men's tag titles, it's Judgment Day versus the Creed, and it's the Party Girls versus. Um, what do we call them? Just Chelsea and Piper. Yeah. I haven't got a name for them. Piper Nevin and Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. Uh, and then our main event was Nakamura versus Rhodes, uh, which was 17 minutes and it ended in a DQ. <laughs> uh, and I thought this was pretty cack. And really? The whole match? Well, the match was fine. Like it was, it was a match that was destined to end in DQ. So it was just... Yeah average it was. it was average standard mm. wrestling but it was 17 minutes of it and then it ended in a cac dq that it was always destined to end in so i i don't think this was deserving of being the raw main event i thought cody's jacket looked cozy and i thought um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely right should have been the main event yeah well i mean the sartorial choices i also i thought the match itself was good I thought the wrestling was really good the cody cutter that was that was not to be and ended up in an arm bar Oh, that was a thing of beauty. That looked great. Then it went around to the crossroads and that didn't work. That went into the arm, but I loved all that stuff. I thought there was a healthy amount of mist. Nakamura gets summoning the mist. Mm -hmm. I that's I'm a I've said this before, I'm a simple boy. I see mist and I pop. I love it. I think it's it's one of my favorite things. Um I agree the DQ was a sloppy uh choice. I think the I think it's a shame that the entire match thus is a write-off. because uh, I did think it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um and, well, yeah. you know, we need something else for day one. I thought it was just so standard mm. and like the fact that they were going at you know five miles an hour the whole match i'm like oh, okay that's the shinsuke special i don't think we're getting a solid finish here and like i've i've bemoaned something going 17 minutes to have a duff finish just so we can do 17 minutes again yeah but with a finish this time that's fair i i don't think that's that's particularly great booking i've also noticed as well triple h is doing a lot more dq finishes now he gives like he's falling into a vince pattern well, here of just like that's my i don't know how to get out of this situation so i'm just gonna do dqs he went he went through a period of that last year as well yeah but there was a when he first took over the book he made it his mission to not do dq finishes mm. and that was like almost a breath of fresh air because raw was like littered with dq finishes uh, and as wwe was as a whole mm. and i almost felt like he had this whole thing of like i'm not gonna do dq finishes but now he's like, oh, actually, I don't know what else to do. Booking is hard. I'll just do DQ finishes. Mm. And they happen more and more frequently now. Um, but he did the mist, laid him out with the Kinshasa, the Creeds of all people. That was weird. The Creeds ran out to make the save, yeah. oddly. Um, and they also made them look a bit doofus magoofus because they were helping Cody. And then Cody was down with the referees. And Nakamura runs down and hits another Kinshasa while the Creeds stand there and be like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, pack it in, will you? That was oh, that was mean. Mm. Standing in the ring, being like, oh, that was real bad of you there. Yeah, that was a weird one. Oh, While well, Nakamura standing there posing, it's like, why, why did you run off the save then? If you're not mm. going to do anything about it, it was odd. Yeah, I didn't get that. I thought this was a, a, a naff ending to the show, which I thought was a pretty overall pretty good. Mm. I enjoyed. It. I gave it three out of five. Yeah, well, that's, about, that's about right. It was a, it was definitely a more on the thumbs up side for me than anything oh, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. I think we, you know in our our little system here, I am leaning more towards the up. Absolutely, but it is it's thumbs in the middle. Uh, 
let's get into your Patreon shoutouts. Please do head on over to patreon.com forward slash resttalk to get loads of bonus exclusive extras like Thunderdome is the, uh, the Thunderdome edition of Survival Series. Stephen Larson from Going In Raw, Kate from Fightful, Alex Queen of the Ring, and SP3 from True Heel Heat mm-hmm. competing against each other in Survival Series rules. It's a lot of fun. You should go and check that out. Patreon.com forward slash talk And later on this month, it's going to be myself and Oliver Davis reviewing WCW Starcade 1997. So you got your wish? I got my wish. There it is. There and it is. And I, uh, I went through the card earlier with the Observer scores. The highest rated match, I believe, is two and a quarter stars. Oh, boy. It is a bad show. Yeah. And it's WCW's biggest show. And it's their biffest show as well. Because <laughs> it biffs every single thing that it tries. What's the main event? That's uh, Hogan's Sting. That's the one that they're building to for, ah, for, right. for 18 months and whatnot. But, um, man, they also had the... I was, I was reading through The Observer, and, yeah, they had sort of like this six-man, and then they couldn't do the six-man they had planned, so they had to put Randy Savage in the six-man, but Randy Savage came in and was like, I don't think I'd like to lose. <laughs> so he had to then win, which just pissed off Scott Steiner, so they had to completely rework the match for Scott Steiner to look way more impressive before his team loses, because mm. I don't think I'd like to actually win tonight. Uh, it's a mess of a show, mm. and I cannot wait. I've, I've watched it so many times as well, but I cannot wait to review it and talk about it and go in depth on it particularly in that main event and everyone's very differing viewpoint on what happened because mm. i think you've got what actually happened one person's uh, version of that another person's version of that and then eric bischoff's it wasn't my fault version of that Although it just, every time I feel like it probably was his. Um, anyway, let's get into your Patreon shout If you want our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read out on the show like these fine folk. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by SWAT Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Reese Cook, what the rock is smelling. Mr. Moneybags, Rich Holt. Burley, Rob Burwell. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. Der Farm General. Roman Dietrich. <laughs> Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. Enter Sam Man. Sam Register. The Man with the Scoops. Sean. The movie Lucas Never Seen. Selena. The Pharaoh. Stephen Mazzafaro. That is your Hall of Fame class for uh, Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. Right, let's get into your remaining ultra chat. You see MDMs. And we have a poll here. Who should face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? 86% voted for CM Punk. There you go. It's a good story. Yep. Because so, sorry, someone's just written there one of um, Eric Bischoff's reasons for the, the finish being as botched it was the Starcade. Uh, Sting was not tanned enough. Oh, it does. I mean, it really does make a difference. Yeah. Kevin here said, uh, Drew being the best heel in WWE, Punk and Seth kicking off their feud, Jay still over, Sammy building to a big comeback, Papa H is cooking. This mania could be one of the best ever. I cannot wait. At some point, we're going to have to eat the meal. <laughs> Justin here says, looks like Cody finally found uh, the way for him to do his crimson mask in WWE. <laughs> All of his opponents have now got to learn the art of the mist. Luke Owens' number one fan here has said, I'd split this into two chats to book WrestleMania 40 main event. For the Rumble, Punk faces Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship. So he's not, at, he's not in the Rumble. Yeah. For the Rumble, Punk faces Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship and have Drew cost him the match, seeing as Drew isn't even advertised for the Rumble. Meanwhile, 
Cody wins the Rumble. At the Chamber for the World Heavyweight Championship, have the final three be Punk, Drew, and Seth, where Punk pins Seth and Drew pins Punk to win the title, screwing Punk from two World Heavyweight Championship chances. WrestleMania 40 Night 1 is main evented by Drew versus Punk, and Night 2 is Cody versus Roman. That seems like you went out of your way there to make sure that Seth Rollins is not in one of the main events of, of WrestleMania. <laughs> Um, Danny Dan's Dan Dan Cheap here says MJF gimmick infringement the bidding war of 2024 has turned into a world war on a serious note man Seth needed this feud badly it's heated him up immediately even my dad resident Seth hater is excited I think the, the whole thing with Seth was, is just sort of been because he was great in the Cody feud and he was great when, when he came out against Roman dressed in shield gear and awesome like, it, like Seth Seth is not the problem it's this iteration of Seth yeah it hasn't landed um, he just needed something to give him a bit of fire yeah uh, Martin Saunders says I know there are sorry there's a point there's just saying like Luke acts like average wrestling is bad never said it was bad I said it was average and I don't think that's I think in a raw main event you want something that's a bit better than bog standard considering how good raw main events are I'm sorry, I didn't understand what he said. Someone here said, I've acted like average wrestling is bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, high, that, heighten your standards. I, like, <laughs> as, as a comment, that would work if I'd have said, and it was bad. Yeah. I said the finish said was, was average. I said, the yeah. Fin- yeah, I, said the, I said it was average and the finish was cack. I think, I think also we should probably aim for higher than average. We, absolutely we should yeah. do, particularly for a raw main event. Uh, Martin Saunders here says, I know there's a lot of great wrestlers, uh, Gunther, for example, but some have that extra something, that star power, and watching Raw last night proved it. The likes of Cody and Punk have that little extra, that special something. I think Gunther also has that special something. Because no one else is like him in the the roster. Mm. That Dylan guy here said, let's all be honest, we know that Punk is winning the Rumble and he's going to face Seth at Mania, but who is he going to be last eliminating and have that close match? I've got five names. I want to know who you think. Cody, Gunther, K.O. Sammy, and Drew keep up the good work. Cody boy. Cody, absolutely. I want them to start one and two. I want them to last the whole match, and then I want them to have a final match of their own, and then I want Cody to get eliminated and have a Sean face, and then I want him to have to scramble his way through an elimination chamber, and then I want him to win the belt. It is a <sighs> it's a real big ask for you to have uh, CM Punk do an hour-long match. Oh, he doesn't have to. He can take him out and send him to the back for a while. You're right, absolutely. <laughs> Put him through a table. There you go. Nice take him easy. to the back. And he Not can come, come back out on number 27. Yeah. Do the final 10 minutes. Moose here says, while Rollins versus Punk, I still want to see Rhodes versus Punk versus Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania. I think that's so much more of an interesting story. I know Rollins is said to be his first opponent, but it can be after WrestleMania. I mean, I saw... Someone, there was a tweet, uh, one, of, one of my final acts on Twitter was to see a tweet that had sort of talked about the picture of Roman, Cody, and a picture of Punk. And it was like, who of these do you want to face in the main event of WrestleMania? Like, do you want it to be Punk and Roman or do you want it to be Cody and Roman? And my response was very simply, I want it to be Cody and Punk. If, I'm go- if it's a choice between those three, I'll take the belt off Roman and put it on Punk and then have the guy who said he was going to change the industry and the guy who actually did mm. in the main event of WrestleMania. Like, that sounds lovely, gal. Um, but you know, there's always next year. There's always next year. That's the thing. We like Punk signed to a multi-year well, deal, and like everyone's there signed to multi-year deals. You don't have to do everything now. No, no, take your time, cook. Having said that, I did say we should wait and do Punk versus Omega, and look what happened there. Mm. And I never got my Punk e- Omega match. Well, that's it. That's why it's like it's almost them saying like, well, we can do any of these. We can yeah. do them like that. 
And then we've got my Punk Danielson match either. Justin here says, After their face-off last night, I would love to see Drew beat Seth for the title at Rumble, then a face-off between them before the Rumble, and Seth cost Punk the Rumble. Semi-main event of Night 1, oh. uh, 40, is Punk versus Seth. Main event of Night... So main event of Night 2, WrestleMania 41, is the rematch. I'm intrigued by the idea of Drew winning the belt and Seth entering the Rumble. You just given me a little, a little. There's so many options, so many options. What would you do? I might throw that one in the bin. I don't know, but it's an interesting concept. Uh, not actually, Tesco has been in Menberg for ten months in a row. Says, "Good afternoon, team. Good to see you. Time for the age-old question: Who is your pick to dethrone Gunther? My money is on Gable inside the chamber. Had they not built up a potential of twelve different opponents for Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, I would have." absolutely been very happy for like all of your bronson reeds and your you know the rest they did a u.s title last year didn't they uh because bronson reed was in it no u.s title was cena and this year you mean cena was at, cena at the chamber oh at the chamber yes for the u.s not for the u.s title I'm yes sure it, was. it was yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah because everyone kept telling me johnny gargano is going to get a big push off the back of this yeah lol and yeah and I, and, I, and I told everyone no he won't yeah that's another that's one of, one so of your that's drums that's another one of my drums yeah. that I banged and it was correct everyone, everyone keeps telling me Dan that I say a lot of wrong things but every now and again I keep finding I'm, I'm banging a lot of right drums here um but yeah I, I I would have I would have put the intercontinental tile inside the chamber um probably but probably in the summer when there was like 12 different people who were going for it kind of thing now I'm like I, have to, I don't know just one, I, one at a time one at a time I, I do feel like we're in the position where we were with Roman a couple of years ago when people said who should be the man to dethrone Roman we kept saying he's not there mm-hmm. we don't know who it is I don't I don't foresee who it is at the moment I don't think the right person to dethrone Gunther exists Bron Breaker it's Bron Breaker <laughs> sorry it's Bron Breaker Wrestlemania um, see my problem is my big Put my Bron Breaker big, eliminates Gunther from the Rumble. They get the match of Mania. My big pitch I wanted to Book do. Book it, Triple H. My big pitch I wanted to do was Gunther versus Seth, and Gunther wins both belts. Ah, I don't want. I hate people having both belts because then they have to defend them. But I don't, unless you do it right, yeah. Dustin Huffman says my theory is Randy versus Roman at the Rumble. I predict that as well. Normal bloodline shenanigans happen, and The Rock interferes. Roman turns around to an RKO, and Randy wins. Not sure on Rumble winner, but at Mania we get Randy versus Cody. Roman versus Rock and Seth versus Punk. That's what I'm saying. If you get the Rock for Mania, I don't want that title anywhere near it. I because it just becomes a, a foregone conclusion. I want to even believe for a second that the Rock might be him. You know? Look, lads. The strike's over. I don't think we're getting the Rock at WrestleMania. Although mm? the Rock does need a win. Because twenty twenty three has not been particularly kind for Dwayne and the box office. Yeah. You know, Black Adam certainly made money in certain territories. If you it look at did. these metrics, yeah. it made money. Uh, but I think he needs a big win. So maybe WrestleMania is on the on the cards for him. Chris here says, Hey guys, I wanted to ask if this is the strongest WWE has been in a long time with tags, women's mid cards, and the main event scene. Looks better now with Raw Smack than an NXT rosters being stacked with talent. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I think we've been saying that for Hyundai quite Pig. quite some time. This is a stacked old roster. It's been that's a drum you've been banging uh, for the last few weeks. Is the amount of main events, sheer been, number the of people, sheer number of people yeah. currently on top. Uh, with some still to return, like Alexa, Carmella, AJ Styles, Liv Morgan, and Sonya Deville. And while I'm grateful to have AEW to keep them on their toes, it seems like the competition has become like an F1 race, close to the start, but now the leader is miles ahead. And sign that they feel that they could be allowed. And sign that they feel they could 
be if they allow Seth and Punk to mention things in like AEW, they're confident enough to bring up the competition because they rightly or wrongly feel they can't catch them now. PSM countdown days to Alexa Bliss returns. Jam that jam. That might be a while she's just had a baby. Good for her. Um, AJ Styles versus CM Punk is is a possibility now. Yeah, just thought about that in this moment. Well, do you know time. what AJ Styles on TV is actually? I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, 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 a bare minimum is all I'm asking for. Well, he wrestled for the he wrestled for the um, world title this year. Um, in that champions a long time ago and, and I saw him <laughs> in, in, yeah that's that's fair but I'm just like it's one of those things of like AJ's done nothing this year and then I realised no actually he has done he has done a little bit this year but to a point that I hadn't thought about when you said this in fact I, I wanted to mention it earlier on Seth um, and Punk could mention things like AEW you mentioned when you're the leader you don't need to mention the competition right there and there was a there was a, an inference as you rightly pointed out there was like a the, a reference a, a more of a parallel to the, the hangman thing which if you hadn't seen the hangman thing you wouldn't know, wouldn't know and you wouldn't need it for context uh punk referencing aw to crickets to an audience of maybe like the, the troops thing there were a few people in the comments telling us about the the, the audience at, um in providence kind of thing maybe it wasn't the right audience to take that because there were certainly some people in the crowd who were reacting didn't know what to make of it i almost feel that it's much more interesting to not i don't like it when AEW takes shots at people to go oh i don't like it when wwe takes shots to make people go oh it just it, it feels cheap to me that's a cheap heat thing um far more compelling to do what they did in this segment you know um dan you've only got to look at my shirts to know that I'm a cheap man. <laughs> I will take all the cheap heat you could give me. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. I love it. I know do, you do. You're do it. You're do it I am. more. Do it more. Oh, it would be so much better if we just did it more. Nah. It's a wrestling war. We're in competition with each other. This is what the Attitude Era was built on. This is what we did this every single week. Jim Cornette on Raw used to have like five minute promos where he just talked about how bad WCW was. When was that? When they were in second place. Thank you. Because that's what you do when you're in. And that's the point I'm making. When you, it's second place marketing. Pepsi. We are better than Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola sucks. Buy our product instead. Because that's when you do. Burger King. Don't buy McDonald's. McDonald's sucks. Buy our product instead. McDonald's is rubbish. It's what second place marketing is all about. It's what AEW do. Um, you can, WWE can, don't need to respond. They never responded to TNA. And when they were on top, they stopped doing all the WCW stuff and stopped referencing them because they're on top. You don't need to reference them. I'd be better. Be more creative. I feel like I feel like it's. I don't. I. You like. You're. 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 you're <laughs> you see. You see what I said. You're right with cheap. I, I'm maybe too much of a classy bird. That's why I'm the champion. I've got all the gold. Well, you are a classy bitch, Dan. I've always said that about you. <laughs> the upsetting truth is you know I'm not. <laughs> uh, Kevin here said, I watched the show on the train going to work and I had the Dwight Schrute smile when Seth music hit. I don't, I don't get in trouble for that. These two are going to have a banger of a feud. Love you. The short sleeve shirt tradition for December, Luke. York Master here says the difference between WWE and AEW is that the inmates are not running that asylum. I think because the, uh, that freedom is not there, they can be bigger adults in the situation and make more money compared to AEW. I'd also add the inmates aren't running the asylum at AEW either. Um, we have an unknown username here. Please do let our moderators know who said, I learned three things yesterday. Motorhead is from the UK. No. Yeah, of course, oh, of course, yeah. Of course they are. Yeah. Quite famously so they're from the UK. Um, the Germans really love Starlight Express and WWE and SmackDown are my IDC for The Godfather. I don't care for The Godfather. Mm -hmm. The Godfather there? And 2014. Oh, like um, it insists on itself. Right. That's what it made. I thought you meant the Godfather, like Ho Train. 
<laughs> you mean the movie? Yeah, I don't think they were sort of about Charles Wright. I thought, like, I don't know. It, it, yeah, Karma the Ultimate Fighter. Karma Mustafa. Um, 2014 coordinate wants its yeet back. Just because you book the women doesn't mean it's good. Wow. Piss off with that one. Well, I mean, to their credit, they did book them, but they all both had two-minute matches, mm. and neither of them were particularly good. Yeah. Uh, and Hannah Steed says, small update, near Halloween, I sent a chat about my dream job in the NHS. I've officially passed my training, and hey. I'm now the only domestic worker in my ward. So I run my own ward in the department. I work in. Hurrah! Well done. Great news. Well done. Uh, and I believe we've got a bunch of new Membergs here, um, because uh, people were gifted Membergships. So mm. Gummy Bear's become a brand new Memberg, and Outer Rim Observer has gifted five Membergships. Thank, thank you very, very much. And Gabriel Reyes here says, I know exactly why the Creed Brothers helped Cody, because now Nakamura is going to cause uh, cost them the titles so they don't lose clean. Glad I could watch the show off work because of uh, four years of avoiding it. I finally got COVID. Oh. Uh, yikesy. Oh man, if that is the case. Yeah, I don't that's, want that. That's that's very very lazy yeah i don't want that at all also they didn't really come for nakamura they just saved cody it was uh, it, it but it was weird it was weird it's weird to insert them there yeah. and now that i've heard gabriel Reyes say i'm like oh that does make sense yeah i don't want it though yeah don't want it uh right we just ended the poll here thumbs up for this show 76 percent mid 21 i think that's fair lower than deadline yeah yeah I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. Thank you all so much for watching this edition of the Restore Podcast. We are back on Thursday with the Dynamite Review with more Continental Classic, good classic wrestling. We'll see you then. I've been Luco in DAD. That has been Dan Layton. You're Jam That Champion. Jam That Jam. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.